Hello and welcome to level 11 of 3 Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host Tom Knight and we're back. We're back in business. I've been away for a few weeks due to a family emergency which is all okay now. My little brother had an accident, he broke his leg, had to go for surgery, we had to do a lot of hospital visits. It was a pretty chaotic time but we're back on the road to recovery. He's doing a lot better. I know he listens to this as well, so I'm proud of you, bro, for getting through this, and I wish you a very speedy recovery, which I know is gonna happen with your attitude. And it's great to be back podcasting, and I appreciate your patience while got real life sorted out, got that boss sorted out, had to take care of that, and I'm back and I'm ready to talk about video games and I know we're in the midst of E3 right now and I'm going to steer clear of that. I'm going to let the dust settle over on that expo before I touch that. But I do have some stuff for you today. So let's get started. Guess what I've been doing? Yes, Kickstarter. I've been on the Kickstarter and I've been backing some games. And one of those games that I've been backing is Small saga now small saga is a turn-based rpg from a mouse eye perspective yes i said mouse eye perspective we're going to be venturing below the streets of london and there we will find of course a medieval kingdom of rats mice moles squirrels and shrews and these are known as the rodentia now in small saga think of the scale of everything if you're a mouse, that normal everyday objects to us as humans they may fit in the palm of our hands, but to a mouse, well, we're going to be using a lost thimble as our helmet as we start this saga and a discarded scalpel as a spear. Yes, a scalpel in the hands of a mouse is a spear. And we're going to be befriending companions along the way as we venture in this quest. And the quest is one of vengeance always a good motive right there for a story and our hero verm the mouse he's gonna he's gonna be teaming up teaming up with various other mouses along the way lance the sharpshooter there's also siobhan the pyromancer that's a good irish name right there bruce the harlequin gwenlian the steel flea so yes this quest for vengeance verm his tail yes his tail was stolen by the yellow god of death and he has to get it back. He's not going to stop until he does. And one thing I love about this game, the art style, obviously, with regards to how everyday objects, like I mentioned, for humans, it's created this world. So maybe you're traversing the sewers with Vern. There's a body of water you need to cross. And there, there's not a, a bridge here, but there's some popsicle sticks covering the gap so you can get across. And when you think of it like that, anything can be a danger as well. I mean, I know there's a cat in this game, which obviously is always a danger for a mouse, but the scale of that cat compared to the mouse and when you cross paths, perhaps with a human, the sheer scale of what that is to a creature like a mouse to burn. I think it is so far what I've seen in some gameplay footage and the trailer, it looks really, really cool. And you, you really feel like you've been shrunk down that you're in the mouse hole and you're on this quest yourself. And like I say, turn-based RPG combat. We talked about the scalpel being a like a main 
weapon for Verm. I know you can acquire other weapons as you go along. Maybe you'll pick up a pocket knife, which I know Verm does. He picks up a pocket knife. He doesn't pick it up. He needs two hands to hold this thing, holding it like a like a gun blade out of Final Fantasy or something like that. It's it's really cool just how these items are to us they're nothing, but to the mice, they're grand, they're huge, they're epic. I think it's been captured really well, just the scale of this game. It's on Kickstarter right now. As of recording, we've got 22 days to go, and this game is sitting at 10,850 pounds out of its 33,000 pound goal. So about a third of the way there, looking like it's on target so far, and I really hope that this game makes it because I, I've been following this one for months and when it hit Kickstarter, I went straight over there, back the game, and I really think you should too. If you've got interest in RPGs, especially turn-based RPGs, which feels like we're moving away from with a lot of newer games these days, more focusing on action, but I really love the turn-based style when it comes to my RPGs. I, I still live in the past a little bit with regards to that and this game also has me thinking of the borrowers which is something i really loved when i was younger and just capturing the essence of being in london as well you'll see you'll see a few items there maybe a tin of beans with a familiar name on but not exactly familiar because you know copyright but there's just little things like food items and and other intricate little details which seems to capture the fact that you're in London, which I like, you know, because that's where you are and that's where the developer's based. So obviously he's been heavily inspired by his surroundings as he creates this game. And you can definitely tell that when you check this game out. One thing I just want to note at the end, I know there's a specific mouse hole in the game and in sits there a Game Boy. And I think the developer has taken this an extra step to actually create a mini game on this Game Boy. I'm not sure if that's going to make it, but I've seen him posting updates on that on Twitter just to add little extra detail. And I just love everything this game is doing. It, the art style, the combat, it, it feels like a classic. It feels like a classic. I know I say that a lot in here, but it, it, it really does. It's still in its early days and quite a, quite a substantial goal to hit for an indie title, but developers being upfront, honest, saying, you know, this is what I need to make the game, to to not be burnt out, to give myself enough to live with as well as I create this game, which is important. It's not just about what does it take to make the game, but what does it take for the person making the game to make the game, which is a very important aspect to all of this. So looks like it's on track so far. I'll keep you updated uh, over here on three extra lives. Got my fingers crossed. It looks good. Looks good so far, but definitely check out Small Saga on Kickstarter. We'll soon be living our mousy dreams in London. It's trivia time! And initially I had planned to talk about Small Saga at the end of the show, but I couldn't wait. I just had to start off with it. So I apologize for the difficulty of this question in advance. And just remember, we're talking about Small Saga so there could be a clue to what the answer of this question might be. Twinson is the hero of what 1994 action-adventure game? 
The answer is Little Big Adventure. Trying to make a little connection there. I don't know if you got it, but if you did, give yourself an extra life. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Cuphead. You know, Cuphead. Have you played Cuphead? It's a gosh darn difficult platformer game that, that was developed by Studio MDHR and released in 2017. It's now out on Switch, Xbox One, Windows, Mac. It's, it's out pretty much everywhere, except PlayStation 4. Hmm. Anyway, why am I talking about this 2017 game? It's because, very soon, you're going to be able to play Cuphead on your Tesla. Yes, your Tesla that you own, your Tesla will be able to play Cuphead. Why? I don't know, really, but Elon Musk, that guy, you know, our Tony Stark of this generation, He's a big fan of Cuphead, and he wants people to be able to play Cuphead in his Tesla's. Talk about making video games more accessible. I think this is more just a bragging thing than a selling point. I mean, okay, I'm not a car person, so this caught my eye when I saw it because usually I know nothing about cars. I know they have four wheels, well, most of them, and all that, but I never thought I would talk about automobiles on three actual life let's be honest but let's take this opportunity to do that because Elon Musk says they've got Cuphead working they've got it working in their Teslas and like I say he's a big fan of this game this this game works through the dash monitor on the car on the Tesla on the Model 3 the Model S and the Model X whatever that means if that means anything to you guys let me know but I I don't really know like I say I don't know anything about cars I don't know anything about cars but the developing studio uh, have confirmed that it's working on a port for the Tesla car. The studio has said that they want it obviously to play really, really well. And the controllers, usually for operating these dashboards, it's all touchscreen. But Cuphead, because of its insane difficulty, its need for precision, you're going to need a USB controller. So you're going to have to plug a USB controller into your car to play this. And... Of course, safety. Games can only be played. They only run when the car is parked. You can't, don't get any ideas that there's gonna be people driving their cars and playing video games at the same time because that is a no-no, my friends. That is a big no-no. I don't know, I think it's, it's great for Cuphead to get more attention for their game, which has been a massive hit. It's captured that real hardcore punishing debilitating feeling you sometimes get when playing games that are just so hard but all in a in a style that seems like it's something for disney or something like that it, it, i think it surprised a lot of people that you see something cutesy and aesthetically charming you don't expect it to be difficult and when it is it causes a bit of confusion i think it's just a funny little story Obviously, the cars weren't designed for this sort of thing. You know, they're cars. They don't have memory to hold loads of games at once. Or even Cuphead. They don't even... <laughs> it doesn't even have the space to hold all of Cuphead. Um, so, it's only gonna include the first world. It's only gonna include the first world of Cuphead. Which, I get it. If it's a car, if you want to play games, really... There's other ways to do that. You could just take your Switch with you. That's probably that's probably more easier, but 
hey, it's Elon Musk, he does things, which isn't always explainable to the likes of us where, you know, I, I feel like he's on a different level sometimes. That and blowing off some steam by getting Cuphead uh, into the task. So that's probably just like a, you know, a day off project for, for Elon and then the rest of the time it's space and, and all that. But yeah, Cuphead coming soon to your Tesla. You know, if if that's not the most expensive video game ever to get your hands on, I don't know what is, but coming late this summer, Cuphead on Tesla. It's trivia time! And I'm gonna try something a little different for this question. And I'm going to say, what game am I? Remember, we were talking about Tesla. We were talking about cars. Keep that in mind. What game am I? My name is Italian for Grand Tourer. And I made my video game debut back in 1997 on the PS1. What game am I? The answer, of course, Gran Turismo. If you got that question right, give yourself an extra life. And finally today on 3 Extra Lives, it's time for me to tell you about a game that I've had a chance to play. Life's been a bit busy getting back to playing video games and one of those games that I've been playing is Streets of Rogue. Not Streets of Rage, Streets of Rogue. Although I have played Streets of Rage in the last week. Good times. Streets of Rogue. This is a rogue light meets immersive sim. Completely insane. That's what it's being described as. Think Deus Ex mixed with Grand Theft Auto in a top-down, roguelike, procedurally generated cities. Am I making sense? I don't know. This game is crazy. Let me start off with a tutorial which is really fun. It's the humor in this game. It starts from the get-go with the tutorial. You know usually with tutorials you're like, oh the tutorial, the tutorial. But there's a lot of humor in this. Get you up to speed very quickly with how you play this game. And how you play this game is you'll you'll pick a class and there is loads of different classes. There's loads of different play styles. So if you're somebody that just wants to go in, shoot everything up, meet your objectives, move to the next level, there's there's a class for you. Maybe you prefer to be a bit more sneaky, a thief. You could stealth around or maybe you want to be the doctor who can use chloroform to knock out people. Maybe you, you know, you're not a violent person and you don't have to be. You can play Streets of Rogue however you like and as you go through each level you'll have to meet some objectives which will be randomly generated quests maybe it's retrieve an item eliminate a target but again there's ways to do that without you know pulling a trigger or anything like that you can tamper with computers you can interact with the environment which is particularly interesting you can contaminate air vents and you can just play the game how you want to so You'll be going through various levels, the slums, industrial area, the park, downtown, uptown, trying to make it all the way to the end. And as you do this, you complete quests, you get XP, you level up. Once you get to the end of the levels, you can pick a new trait, which means do you take more XP or more crit damage or maybe merchants will give you freebies. You'll get a, a selection of these, not all of them, but just a, select, a small selection that you'll pick from and you'll 
pick these traits which will shape the direction you want to take your character. You'll collect items, you can store these items in storage facilities, maybe you found something that might be useful for you when you play the game again. So what I mean is once you die, that's your game over, you start again with a new character, and maybe you want to hoard some items that might be useful later on in the game, you can do that. It might sound a bit punishing that once you die it's over, but that's 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 what these roguelike games are like. But from completing quests, you get the epic currency of chicken nuggets. Yeah, chicken nuggets. And you'll use these when you're back at your hideout. Yeah, your hideout, because I didn't tell you. You're part of the resistance. Yes, you are. And with these chicken nuggets, you're going to be able to unlock more traits, which will be incorporated into your runs. You're going to be able to unlock mutators, which another layer of customization in this game which you can customize your run maybe you want to turn off weapons maybe you want to give yourself unlimited ammo there is over 30 of these different mutators which you can mix and match and make your run different every time and that's not even talking about the procedural generation of every single level you're never going to see something the same time so in this game you've got people living their own lives You've got police officers, you've got gang wars. You can choose to be as involved or not involved in that as you want. Like I say, play it your way. This game also has multiplayer. You can play with your friends, up to four people, as you head through the streets of Rogue. There's also something cool with Twitch interaction, which you can enable. And this will allow your Twitch viewers to vote on certain things within the, the streamer's game, like the traits that the player will get at the end of the levels, rewarding items, or even what disaster is going to appear. Yeah, there's disasters, there's riots, there's all sorts of shenanigans that can appear. This game is just really fun to play. You'll play it through, you'll die, you'll complete objectives to unlock new classes, you can find what playstyle suits you. It's just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun to play through this and the music, oh, the music in this game is so good. So good. I've had a lot of fun playing this game so far it's still in early access which for how polished this game is really really exciting that there's still more to come this game is, is still actively being fleshed out being worked on the developer matt dabrowski doing a fantastic job on streets of rogue and i'm excited to see where this game is heading it's already in such an amazing place really positive reviews over on steam and this game's also going to be coming out on Nintendo Switch, it's going to be coming out on Xbox, so you, there's more platforms for you to enjoy this game on, but check it out for yourself. I was lucky enough to pick this up in a Humble Bundle for about $6, which was a great price, an absolute steal. So if it's, it's one to keep an eye out on, I would highly recommend picking it up, and that is Streets of Rogue. All right, it's trivia time and talking about Streets of Rogue. And that made me think of Streets of Rage. I mean, I did play it recently. But anyway, which one of the following is not a character from the game series Streets of Rage? Axel, Shiva, Crusher, or Root? The answer is Crusher. I made that up. That's not a real character. And if you got that right, give yourself an extra life. And that's it 
We're done. We have completed another level of three extra lives. How did you do? Let me know over on social media. You can find us over at Three Extra Lives on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'd love to hear how you're doing on the trivia. I thank you all for your patience as I got the show back up and running again. Going to be coming at you every week, every Tuesday again, as we get the wheels turning on Three Extra Lives. Like always, you can find all the things talked about on this level of Three Extra Lives over at threeextralives.fireside.fm. And that's everything I've mentioned, links, so you don't have to go searching, 3extralives.fireside.fm. And I thank you all very much for listening, and I will see you in level 12! Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.